repeat this after me lord influence me this afternoon lord i just pray that the power of the holy spirit will touch and speak to us lord you manifested this afternoon and i pray that you will continue to use me and you will put your words in my mouth that the words that comes out of me will not be mine it will be yours father it will go to your children and you will be glorified and all god's people say amen so we will continue what we left uh, last week we are talking about his spiritual warfare fair and that's something we picked up last week and we talked about couple of uh, tricks or tactics of the enemy and we talked two things importantly uh, we talked about accusations and deceptions and the third one we need a good chunk of time to talk about it because it is one of the most important tactic that the enemy uses in the body of christ when i talk to you guys uh, it's actually uh, to everyone who are walking with the lord but sometimes we go through ups and downs in life so those ups and downs needs to be seen through the word of god that's called the goggles that goggles helps us to see things clearly and understand and that's why god has given us one of the gifts it's called the spirit of discernment so that we know what is the work of the enemy what is the work of our own stupidity or what is the work of the lord kapish hello okay good so the two things we talked about deception deception is very deceiving second one is accusation that is one of the titles that the enemy got uh, that's what's in revelations we see the accuser of the brethren what he does is he tempts you from the front door and then once you fall into his trap he goes at the back door and and tells you you messed up so now you have no chance to stand stand before the king of kings so those are the two primary weapons the third one what we call is temptation listen this is what i want to encourage to everyone to remember this when we think about temptation many times we think being tempted itself is a sin this is how i like to see it you are not responsible for the birds that fly above your head but you are responsible for those birds making a nest on your head is it is it clear we are not responsible there are random thoughts right now you are looking at me but your thoughts are like uh, i don't know what's going to i'm heating for dinner or is he going to finish on time is the chai is going to be too much sugary or you know it's like random thoughts you are not responsible for those thoughts but you are responsible for what the thoughts that sits sits in your mind so the best way to address temptation is looking at our role model the hero the captain of our faith jesus christ he went through the temptation and we have that recorded in the gospels and we will take one of the gospels and we will break it down what kind of temptation he has gone through so the first one if we can turn our bibles to the matthew chapter 4 and uh, the scriptures are written here but i'm going to read from niv then jesus was led by the spirit listen to this by the spirit he was not led by the enemy so sometimes god puts us in the wilderness so that he can be glorified amen So this is something we as christians need to this has to sink in our system sometimes god allows stuff write it down if you're taking notes good things happens to bad people bad things happen to good people this is just part of life there are no equation that when you believe in jesus when you accept christ everything is going to go well if you have believed that it's a big fat lie 
Sometimes things will go from bad to worst. But what's happening is, at the end of the day, it's not about what happens in the wilderness. It's about God being glorified in and through you in the midst of the wilderness in your life. Amen? So we will read this 11 verses and then we'll get into the topic. Okay, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness and being tempted by the devil. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live <clears throat> on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him and said, it is also written, do not put the Lord, your God, to test. Again, the devil took him to the very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. Jesus said to him, thank you, Away with me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then devil left him and the angels came and attended him. So there are three things we can learn, three temptations we all go through in life. But before that, I want to make a uh, point. Write it down. This is very important. This is what enemy does. This is the backdrop we will, de we will develop from here. The goal of the enemy is to give you an apple and take away the garden. Okay? Can we say this again? The goal of the enemy is to give you an apple and take away the garden. You see, there were two trees in the garden, right? The tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the tree of life. God, when he created us, there was no sin. He created us. He breathed. You see, everything has got three. If you look at Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and there were three angels. Michael, he brings the word, answer to the prayers. Gabriel, he brings the word. And Lucifer, he was in charge of worship. So long before the creation, Lucifer fell. Okay, so now I could imagine when God was busy creating the world, he could, Lucifer could be saying like, what's going on? Now who's going to be the creator? Who's going to be the worshiper? And God said, you know what you want to do? You want to see who's the, going to be the worshiper? He picked up a dirt and he breathed on the dirt and that's you and me. And he said, these guys are going to be the worshipers. Worship leaders. That's why one thing at the end of the day will never stop is worshiping. Amen. And worship, in other words, what is the meaning of worship? Worship is love expressed. Worship is love expressed. Sometimes people will say, I'm not very emotional. So I'm like a frozen popsicle during worship time. I have, say, I have heard so many friends, they say that. But then I watch with them T20 cricket match or some football game. And I'm like, wow, the miracle just happened. The Holy Ghost came upon them. They are filled with awe and jumping up and down, chewing all their nails. They don't need to do pedicure, manicure, nothing. It's all done in the 90 minutes time. I'm like, that's the power of the gospel. But when it comes to worship, it's like this. 
and that's the point it's like sometimes we think you know we, when we have to come to church when worship it's a serious uh, wood face but i think it's more deeper than that it's love expressed god so loved the world he gave his son amen so the goal of the enemy is this he gives you an apple so that he can take the garden that's what happened he could have suggested the goal actually god wants us to eat the tree of life if you read revelations 12 you will see there was a tree of life the the ones who redeemed were able to read that forever and ever you could read that but the goal of the enemy is to just stop you not to eat so that i wrote down here three questions if you wanted to write down you can write down these questions what was satan's greatest desire we are we are still on the introductory part so we'll get to the subject what was satan's greatest desire what is satan's greatest desire and what will be satan's greatest desire so was is and what will be what was satan's greatest desire if you read we don't have time again if you read isaiah chapter 14 it gives you a description of how lucifer desired there are five eyes he talks about i want to ascend to the mountain of god i want to be seated among the most high i want to be worshiped i want to be adored i want to be the one that everybody look at me and then the bible says because of all the five eyes i saw satan fall like a lightning he didn't fall in a slow motion you know like all of bollywood movies the heroes will walk behind there is a explosion slowly you know but actually they are 200 feet apart but you know they mix together it makes you feel goosebumps but that's not how enemy fall enemy fall like a lightning boom so in this three things what was the greatest desire of the enemy the greatest desire of the enemy that he wants to be worshiped that was the greatest desire of satan that's why he gave this hey he actually counterfeited the truth and he said hey you can eat this you will be like god but actually they were actually gods god created them genesis 127 says they were created in the image of god that's what every time counterfeit they will never make counterfeit notes on a they won't make counterfeit notes of 51 rupees or 25 rupees they will make only counterfeit notes of the original why because counterfeit is actually counter original so it's to encounter the original they will produce something but that's actually how the enemy doesn't function the enemy function they take the original and he kind of manipulates it so here the greatest desire of satan was to be worshiped what is greatest desire of the satan is to stop us from worshiping that's why you will distract us that's why sometimes people will say i'm more a word person father i'm more a word person i'm not into worship actually the word actually enables you to worship hello you know sometimes people will say i'm i'm not into this uh, thing but imagine you know some i i married 7 years ago and when i first saw my wife and she still ulalala to me but the very day when i saw her in 2007 as she was walking down there i have to close my mouth tight because i was drooling you know and i was like wow ulalala and i have to just go and say baby you know baby loan that name actually baby are you alone anyway but i'm just kidding <laughs> but i just went and to her and i said hey baby what's going on you know and that is how love expressed right if you are standing there you know i'm not more emotionally i'm standing there probably still now i'll be a 40 year old 
messed up, single, depressed guy. Thank God, the love got expressed. <laughs> Amen. So sometimes we think, you know, worship is like, ah, I'm not, I'm not so into this. This is more a freestyle. Mine's is more, I don't care how's your style. But if you're not expressing, that is the way enemy wants you to block you so that you don't want to worship God. Amen. The word will be the third. What will be the greatest desire so that you will not be eternally connected to the worshiper? That's why you will stop everything so that he can get you this apple. I wrote down here the temptation. How the what is temptation? When God gives you a thought, it's called inspiration. When devil gives you a thought, it's called temptation. And temptation by itself is not a sin. But the more we yield up to the temptation, then it's where the sin comes. The goal of temptation is this, that you will have a short-term gain so that you will have a long-term pain. But the Lord says, you pay now, enjoy later. Enemy says, you enjoy now, pay later. It's always the same. It's always the, it's always the same thing, you know. Uh, pay now, enjoy later. So, three temptations of Jesus. So, you know here, change the stone into the bread. You know this story goes, you know, what was happening there? Jesus was fasting for 40 days. I have done a uh, few times, one week, uh, three days, and then a couple of times, 40 days. But it's ridiculous to do that because it's it just, you know, you're done. And, uh, and you don't drink anything like coffee or whatever because it's your, your body cannot handle it. And uh, if the goal of enemy, if you take a French loaf of bread and you squeeze that and after 40 days or even after one week of fasting, you take that bread and you put it in, it will become like a stone. You will die. That's why re-entry of fasting is more important than the fasting itself, physically speaking, because it takes three days. First couple of days, you have to take liquids, that to fruits and vegetables, all boiled liquid. And then if you eat, like for example, you know, Hyderabad Dham Biryani after 40th day of your fasting, probably that will be the last biryani you will eat because you will, have the, you will encounter the tree of life very soon. I'm not joking. Don't practice it. Don't try it because, you know, this is the reality. So that's exactly what enemy was doing. His job is to steal, kill and destroy. So take the stone into bread. What does that mean? For me, it talks about shortcuts. How many times you and me have felt taking shortcuts? This is one of the biggest challenge we all face in life, taking shortcuts. Somehow we will make our way out. Somehow you bribe something, get the papers moved, let's do this. You get the dowry, make your family settled, move. This is one thing we all face in our life. The world will teach us how to do shortcuts. But the kingdom always says doing the right thing does not mean it's easy. Doing the right thing means you're agreeing with the mind of God even though it is tough on the physical. Amen. So that's what enemy wants him to do. Taking shortcut. Imagine Jesus would have fallen down onto this uh, trap taking shortcuts. How many times you and me have fallen into shortcuts? I have taken plenty of shortcuts. I tried. I remember I was in In-N-Out Burger standing there getting my, I think some of you might know the story, trying to get my triple cheese burger stacked up with extra cheese and the animal fries which actually they take the, the chips and then they throw uh, cheese and then they grill it and then on the top of it I will ask a diet coke so triple cheeseburger extra fries and a diet coke thinking the diet coke is going to cut it all 
and i remember standing at the counter i got this i felt the holy spirit was telling me charles this doesn't make sense you're taking shortcuts and many times people who live in shortcuts live in denial they will think it's not a big deal it's not a big deal i never never asked for dowry you know they gave it whatever they give i receive it hallelujah brother and i witnessed that in my own life you know we walked into this nation 7 years ago with two suitcases and no kids that time we just got married so and we walked in into this nation and every time people my friends would ask oh you married a white girl mobile atm you married and god maybe how much dowry you got i said no dowry if in fact i don't she doesn't even know what the heck dowry is so i i can't even explain that you know and so we walked in in faith and i tell you guys every single time till now i can stand here tell you this we are not once in debt we are not once beaten or gone home hungry we are not once lived as paupers in this world god has kept us as his prince and princesses in the kingdom amen when you stand for god if you take shortcuts you know people will say i am not into this but my parents for the sake of parents will you also go to hell parents are going let me join them please i will come back later no coming back no turning back that song will work there no turning back <laughs> amen sorry i'm a little bit strong on that because i believe we will see the kingdom of god manifest in tangible way only when we stand in the mind of god amen second one what say the uh, enemy said throw yourself he takes him up to the pinnacle and he says throw yourself that's what does that mean it's called performance religious minded or attitude performance how many times you and me felt let's be honest at least once how many times you and me felt that you have to perform to get the approval of people yes how many times even when when we meet among the just among the believers and we want to show that we are little bit one step closer to the lord in praying you know i don't know about you you look very holy to me but i have done that you know i want to prove that you know i am little bit i will quote couple of scriptures on the psalms when i am praying so that i will make sure that i am showing myself little bit better than others you know what performance attitude that's where religion comes in when the moment you start performing you started exercising your talents not focusing on the giver of the talents so everybody is focused on their talents how did i do it how did i preach how did i sing how did i play instruments how did i do this all those things performance 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 and the guy comes at the back instead of believers becoming participants they become spectators oh that worship the third song a little bit boring i sent a whatsapp message the first two songs was good the message it's not as good as you know why we are comparing it's all performance 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 and that's why become the christianity has become boring for many people why because it's like it's not entertaining enough because we are entertained oriented culture we get everything at the tip of our fingerprints so we have all the information and the guy who teaches or shares or something happens immediately it goes in your mind ah it doesn't match up i prophesy over each and every one that you will overcome this performance mindset in the name of jesus you are free you know who performs a servant performs 
A slave performs. The guy who is outside the father's house performs. But you are not a slave, a servant. You are the beloved son and the daughter of the Most High God. You no need to perform. The Lord has already performed the greatest task by sending his son on the cross. When you believe him and that eternal power is living inside of you, you can just be free. Put your hand up in the heaven and say, I am free. I am not going to be bound up by the spirit of performance. I am bound by the spirit of love that helps me to call daddy, father God, my daddy. This is who you are. This is what God has given you. So the slave performs. A servant performs. Some of you might have some maids helping you. They come and perform. They come and tell you, this is how I should do this. This is how I do it. And that's slave mentality. Don't worry about yourself like that. You are free. You are sons and daughters. You are. You have this beautiful rights to encounter the king of kings. So next time, when you sing, somebody look at you back and say, well, they are singing in C and you are singing in D. I don't care. A, B, C, D, all the alphabets God created. Amen. I say that because I have no clue what the cards are. Amen. Dr. Roshni and other guys know when, when they come for practice on Saturday, they will be so focused on, that's not the A, that's not the A, that's D. That's, I'm like, guys, it's okay. It's just C after D. I just... <laughs> and they look at me, it's like, what the heck you are smoking, you know? Anyway, that's the Holy Ghost, I guess. <laughs> But anyway, but that's my point. You know, just let it go, man. That frozen song, let it go. Let it go. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to scare you guys. Okay. But that's the thing. Let's release ourselves from the performance attitude. You know, sometimes I, I really, you know, I, sometimes it just gives me such a weird impression when, when we, even we pray, are we performance oriented? How we pray? Daddy, I'm in a mess. Rescue me. Or, oh, Father, heavenly, who is seated in the heavenly realms, King of kings, Alpha and Omega, quoting a couple of scriptures as if he forgot scriptures. You know, I'm not saying you have to do spirit, you should not do spiritual warfare. There are times you have to take the word and exercise against the warfare. That's important. But there are times you just need to relax in the presence of God. Be natural. That's why Holy Spirit is naturally supernatural. Amen? Third one. This is one of the key things. If you bow down, finally, you know, Satan gets his, he wants to at least find out if this is going to work out. Okay, I tried to per- make him perform so that he can get stuck in religious attitude. He's not bowing down to that. Okay, I want to see if he can take shortcuts so that he can miss God's very best. Do you know everyone has got God's very best? Do you know that? God has an original design. He doesn't have copies. He doesn't have plan A, plan B, plan C. If we mess up, of course, God can still take our mess and turn into a message. Everyone has a message because of the mess we went through. But God's original design is something that can never be compromised. Amen? So, finally, Satan gets his guts together and he wants him, wants Jesus to do one thing that he was longing from the beginning, even before the creations of the world. Because many theologians believe the earth was very good, but it was void because Satan got pulled down and God came down, fixed the confusion by sending his son, you know, fixing the garden. That's why the difference between the garden and the bush, it's order. Amen? Let's go down here. So if you bow down, listen what the response of Jesus. 
he says get behind me satan and the response is you know if you bow down i will give you everything this is where many times we fall into this what is this this is called greed it's it turns the entire gospel into me gospel it's how i am going to be blessed how i am going to get out of it it's me my family my friends let me tell you this i will tell you very politely if it doesn't come out politely sorry but this is what i want to tell you the world does not revolve around you alone you know why because god primary ministry god has given to us as the in the body of christ you know what is it called ministry of reconciliation what does that mean one of the six armor we wear one of the armor is called the feet that comes with the readiness to preach the gospel of peace that means you when you walk out from encountering jesus you are called the ambassadors of peace when you go everywhere that place has to be filled with the shalom of god the word shalom is not the beauty pageant doing this thing it's the holistic thing every area of your life that's exactly what enemy wants to attack he wants if he can't take you on shortcuts if he can't take you down on being performance he will make you focus on yourself so that you will lose the focus of the lost the least and the last look at how many christians here in this world all of them most of them focused on themselves and the day that when your eyes are shifted well my life is not just for me it's for beyond my understanding to use the be used in the kingdom of god that's where we can see the transformation and i i prophesy over you guys you know the you guys you know some of you i know you very personally but some of you i know you just by acquaintance but i believe that this will be a reality for you that you will move beyond the sense of natural so the goal of the enemy is to make you greed in such a way that you will get all you can can all you get sit on your can you got it get all you can you know can all you get sit on your can that's what the enemy says and that's what this hyper grace super extremes prosperity teaching have come in the guys who preach hyper grace and extreme prosperity they are in my opinion according to the word what i believe they are still slaves and servants why because in the kingdom prosperity is part of the package healing is part of the package it's everything suffering is part of the package just like you suffered with christ you will also reign with christ so the guy only who says i want blessings i want blessings you know some pastors even say if you are still driving maruti suzuki something is wrong with you i mean they they were telling ambassador now they don't produce any more ambassador so <laughs> you know they were telling fiat and then ambassador and then now maruti suzuki now they want to say you have to come in jaguar you know this is this is ridiculous the son of man has no place to lay his head you know what is prosperity is prosperity is not about the material the prosperity when you leave this world there is going to be a remnant of people saying because of this man i am with the light of the king of kings that is prosperity you know one day i want to be known as the guy who is depopulating hell and populating heaven 
Amen. And I prophesy over each and every one of you that you will be known when people look at you and say, this guy is the one who shakes the world upside down. He's here in Velour. He is depopulating hell. He's populating heaven. In your regime, in your area of influence, that's your garden. God has given you the garden. You know, everyone has got a garden. In that garden, any, any patient walks inside will be depopulated from hell, populated into heaven. That is the greatest prosperity and legacy you can ever have. Amen? Isn't it beautiful? So, let's, let's go a little bit deeper. This is backdrop. Okay? Can we go a little deeper? You guys okay? Okay, so, let's go into this. Uh, how we're going to deal with these temptations. Because so far we talked about it, but I, I'm, I'm a guy more, I always like to Think something practical. I don't want to just, ah, oh, it's nice idea, utopian. But I want to know, okay, if this is utopian, can that live, not utopian, but utopian, if that can be really exercised here on this earth. You know, when I say kingdom of God, can this really work here in Velur? If you look at 18th century, Geneva was the most smelliest, smelliest city in the entire Europe. Geneva. But if you go today to Geneva, I don't know anybody been to Switzerland. If you go to Geneva, it is one of the cleanest city in the entire Europe. Because Geneva has a border close to France. Our auntie stays in France border. So when we went to go and preach in a church in Geneva, we stayed in the France border and we crossed. And you just need to cross. Just like 10 minutes walk, you are in the border. The moment you cross, you can see the cleanliness. Even though France is cleanlier than India, but if you come... To Switzerland, you will see that. Why? There was one guy, he took the Bible and he went to every home and he gave the Bible and he said, this is going to transform you. Of course, that the nation got blessed. Now it's 0.4% Christians. You know, they've gone back. They forgot everything. But my point is this. God can do this in this nation. This nation can be transformed into a most beautiful nation. I don't want, you know, there will be a time will come that when the foreigners will visit this nation, they don't go and take the trash and the cows on the street pictures and put it on Facebook. There will be a time will come in Jesus' name, my prophecy, they will see that Indians drive the most strictest way, clean way, the most amazing way they will drive, you know. In, only in India, the irony is in the one-way road, you have to look two ways. We laugh about it. And I like the jokes, but I want to see that joke change into a reality. One day, that doesn't exist. Okay, let's talk about dealing with temptation. James chapter 4, verse 7. We are told to resist the devil and he will free from you. Submit yourselves to therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's twofold. Dealing with temptation is twofold process. The first one is drawing near to God. How do we draw near to God? When we hit a challenge in our life, every day in our life, when we hit challenge, we have a tendency to run away from God. That's why the insurance companies call when there is a natural disaster that happened, what do they call? Act of God. And when there is a beautiful scenery, they don't say it's an act of God. They say mother nature. Where is the father? You understand? So, and somehow, even in the Islamic world, they have this, everything bad, inshallah, everything good, mashallah. 
in our christian world we have it everything good by the grace of god everything bad will of god brother poirchi will of god <coughs> you get my point and this is one of the reasons we are stuck that's why people look at us you just change the vocabulary but you are in the same pit why you want me to change what's the reason why you want to change because bible says here we will all face challenges in life we, that's a normal inevitable that will never go as long as you live in this world there's going to be challenge in fact there are 7000 promises in the bible and there is one promise that we will never pray it's called in this world you will have trouble did you get up in this morning and you put your hand on your spouse and say god fulfill that double portion this year did you say that if you would have said that probably you need therapy i didn't grab my two beautiful kids and put my hands and say lord i pray that whatever you have given me give me give them double you know my wife would have slapped me like what the heck you are doing charles you know we put our hands on our kids and we say you are highly favored deeply loved greatly blessed you will grow in wisdom and stature one favor before god and men you will grow in humility and holiness and one favor before god and men that's what we do we don't go and say in this world you have a lot of trouble more trouble isaac more trouble asha we never do that but we have that promise that's one of the promise god said that in this world you will have trouble but thank god he didn't finish it off like that that's why you know he is not a pessimist or a confucianist you know people are confused but anyway but this god is a positive oriented guy is more than positive he can see the glory of uh, of the king and he says draw near submit to god what is submission this is very simple submission i know it is tough but i choose to obey simple i know it doesn't make sense but i choose to obey said i know it is difficult everything inside is boiling you know when somebody cuts through your road and you are supposed to you are standing in the atm you are standing in the line or you are driving somebody cuts through and here you are showing all your ten fingers and saying hallelujah but there you want to pull your windows down and all the nine fingers goes down only one finger comes up and you know you want to do that everything inside of you tells you show that one finger keep the nine keep keep the fruit of the spirit with you just show the one but you choose some of you know what you are some of you like what is that i'm not going to demonstrate for you but you know but you choose to say god i bless him it's okay and that's submission and that's how we learn the closer i wrote down here the closer you get to god the more you become aware of his love and the less power and temptation you will have the temptation or he will have over you that means uh, the person who submits uh, is the person who says uh, i choose to let go of my pride and i listen to the voice of god you know being accountable is one thing and being teachable is another thing i learned that very recently few years ago i can be accountable but am i teachable Are you following me so that's my desire this afternoon for all of us when we have a challenge we will run close to god and we say god give me this i need you i want to overcome this i want to see your mind and the second thing 
the tech second twofold process resist the devil the devil will free from you and the second part we kind of know this we always immediately it's a demon you know i remember one pastor told me this story one day he went to a church and he was a joke actually he went to a church and there were two demons standing outside and crying and he asked why are you crying no i didn't even come inside but it was all the believers they were asking they were they were discussing you know how can we arrange a seat one guy said let's arrange this another guy said arrange that way and then they both into fight and then they blamed me actually i didn't even go inside they're blaming me and that's something we do right we do that it's like we immediately blame you know something wrong you know we immediately blame you know it's like we eat at 12 o'clock in the midnight a large pizza and then the morning i think the enemy is stirring something in my stomach it's not the enemy it's called pizza it's not pizza so it's called pizza it's so simple sometimes we just blame it on people blame does not blame basically for me blame is being lame amen so this is the devil and the devil will flee from you and that's the whole thing about when i encounter the temptation when i encounter the temptation the restlessness inside of me is what the enemy tells you you got to do this you got to get this you know you're walking into us unlimited and immediately it says 50% buy for 3000 3000 free but only the enemy will make you realize only the 3000 free 3000 free 3000 free but then the 3000 that you have to pay he will not highlight it so suddenly you feel like a homeless all your clothes look torn ugly you just bought it a week ago you know it looks oh no oh, why lord you are persecuting you know sometimes christians when the coffee making mission doesn't work they think it's persecution you know it's like messed up suddenly oh and then you know we have something called credit card some people call the provision of god it's not you know and we take the credit card and we swipe it and then we can't pay it because you overspend and then you go to the pastor pastor these days there is so much temptations from the enemy the the, the lord is pruning me can you please pray what is your problem i am in debt how come no i went to the unlimited so and the pastor also poor pastor oh, he will pray lord deliver this demon actually you know he wouldn't use those words but inside he was praying in the spirit like that outside lord make him prosper blah 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 you know so that's one of the things we do we do something sometimes stupid and then we blame it on people but i choose to believe this and i prophesy over each and every one of you that when you run into temptation you will have the discernment you will run to god and you will resist the devil amen and i believe this is my desire and i pray for you all and whenever i think of you i pray this god the people who walk into friends of ours walk into papa's house will set up an alternative lifestyle for the people of the city of vellore citizens of vellore look at them they will say this is another alternative lifestyle we can also live like them amen that is my prayer for you that is how we can overcome these three challenges accusation deception temptation and we are called to be the overcomers we are called to be the one that wins this world so i want to wrap it up by this thought in every spiritual warfare you have those three stages you know walking 
in freedom means there are three stages first stage what i call is captivity everyone is bound up by lies you know we all have cultural lies i grew up with a cultural lie what was the cultural lie that indians can never travel outside the world indians can never indians are like this it's the white man's job to put it you know i believed that i was bought up bought up with this lie and i believed another lie man you know male or superior than female i i believed that i was a christian you know remember in the male and the female there are two words the male is there in in the female also in the female there is a fee attached male and another male but there's a fee attached to that anyway but but i believed this lie the lie thought that women are lesser you know how many christians believe that i believed it's okay it's okay when a man gets violent that he can hit his wife i, I never hit my wife i'm telling you but you know what but i have seen christian families pastors hitting their wife and i thought it's not a big deal and even though in the bible says in tamil bible it says wife has to obey obey their wife husbands the bible actually does not say obey in the greek it says submit which means i may not disagree but i choose to submit you know this kind of stuff i believed one day the holy spirit has to unmask those things and brought me to the truth that's why i always say before truth sets you free truth makes you miserable and once we are vulnerable and humble enough to deal with that miserable stuff what we are encountering we can be free and i want to prophesy over you that you will be that example in the city that people will say you know what i saw so many doctors but that in the corner 41 booth that doctor that something there is a glory cloud in that talk in the room that guy when he opens his mouth i feel something deep down here says i need what he is saying i'm i'm trusting that the power of the holy spirit will come in such creative ways that people will see yes there is another way to live and it should be the kingdom way amen so that's the captivity the second stage what i call is the deliverance stage listen deliverance does not mean freedom sometimes when the prayer time we pray for people who are addicted or whatever they pray and they get instantly delivered that does not mean they are walking in freedom remember the guy got saved and the bible says the enemy went and he looked at the house it was all clean but it was empty then he went back and came with seven other and filled the house that's the story sometimes many times people will will encounter god they will be saved and set free and then they go and then they don't have enough support to keep them safe and accountable and teachable to keep them growing in a safe environment they just fall back again that's why people they have noticed they made a the statistics i am not sure 100% it is true only 3% of the people who give their life on the mass crusades eventually become disciples of jesus do you know that i i heard when i heard that i deliberately chose not to believe that but i'm looking at the reality of working with people they have given their life 10 years ago but man they have given their life to some other thing also so that's called the deliverance but that's not where it happens it stops there and it goes to the next stage is the freedom what is freedom you have a choice but you choose the the will of god you have a choice you choose you have a choice people call you and say i will give you 1 crore 
because of your education i'll give you one crore as dowry you have a choice you say no i choose the mind of god you have a choice you can receive bribe but you choose i'm not going to receive bribe you have a choice to tell a lie you know in india we it's a lie is not even a big deal chumma poisonna chumma is actually a tamil word as simply simply god will also say simply i want to you know the lie is not a big deal you know and it's it's almost like we just lie in a way that it's very casual and we always it's like when i married my wife and i realized i i i lived a lying life not necessarily in a bad way but i would just it's not a big deal you know why you are late ah, i was busy but you're not busy you didn't wake up on time you know you didn't take your responsibility and we just we just blame it on someone else and i am learning how to use my words and i'm i'm telling you this i'm still learning if this message is not for you it's first for me i'm learning how to use my words in a way that does not dishonor god you know when i started the ministry uh, i i was living a missionary life then my wife came in and i didn't know that i used to exaggerate so i said to my wife i gave permission to her i said hey if you see any time next time i'm exaggerating correct me so we went to one place and uh, i preached and we i was telling some people it's like she was quiet and then we were driving back charles you told me uh, that you have given me permission to correct you whenever you are exaggerating uh, by the way uh, you did can i tell you i'm like yeah when when uh, just now you were talking to someone about the meeting uh, you said 200 people came and actually it was 40 it's a tendency for men to get their identity on what they do and i am telling you guys why because the more i submit to god the more i get the authority to reign in this world mm-hmm.